Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Not Me But You podcast. This week, we'll be continuing our conversation with Pastor Aaron Moore on the importance of prayer. The previous episode left off with the big $100 question, so why doesn't God answer all my prayers? Stay tuned to hear the answer to this question along with many more. Just a reminder, if you didn't catch the first half of our conversation, you can do so in episode 10. All right, enough blabbing. Roll that tape. sense yeah mm-hmm. um big like hundred dollar question here why doesn't god answer all the prayers i hear that thrown around all the time well i prayed for it but it didn't happen like come on is god not listening like does god not want good things to happen like why why god why i think he does answer all the prayers just he doesn't always answer them the way we want <laughs> with a yes yeah he doesn't <laughs> like because when we think of answered prayer we think of the yes to our our request, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so you might pray, you know, God, I really want to get into this college and you get a rejection letter and it's like, well, God answered your prayer. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's that's a closed, closed door right there. And so God often, he's not bound by our timeline. So like we're praying for a friend saying, God, please help this person to come to you as their savior. And I'm thinking of someone right now that I've been praying the entire time we've been here. Like God, help this person to come to you, know you as their savior and have gospel conversations. And it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, has God answered that? Yes. Is God's answer final? It's God's like, well, it's been seven years. They'll never receive Christ their savior. No. So we keep asking God. So I don't think, I think God hears all of our prayers and he answers all of our, all of our prayers, just not in the way that we always want. I've had that in my testimony video. I talked about how I was praying for this one particular person to come to Christ. Yeah. And I was like, I like, Lord, lead me someone to bring to Christ. And it wasn't fulfilled in that person, but it was yeah. fulfilled in someone else. And I was like, whoa, wait. Still answered. Yeah. And it took me probably a month to fully realize that. Cause like, oh, thank God for this. But I was like, wait, Addie, like, let's step back and think about this. God truly answered your prayers. And it wasn't the way you thought or anticipated, but like, praise God, he does answer prayers. Yeah. And I want the listeners also to recognize what you just said there. It took a month before it clicked. Mm-hmm. Like as we talk about these things, there can be a sensational experience. Like, you know, we're having a prayer time and it's just like God is in the room and like yeah. it's this awesome experience. And it's just like this light bulb comes on. And oftentimes prayer is, it's like conversations. You don't always know how meaningful your conversations are until years later. Oh, yeah. You know, like a loved person dies and all of a sudden you remember some conversation from way back. Yeah. And so at, even as we talk with God, we're having a conversation with God and we don't see instant results always, but we still know the benefit of prayer. Like God commands prayer, so we should pray. Yeah. I've had that before where someone was saying something and I caught something super little of their conversation. And like a year later, I can still pick out that one small little phrase that they told me. However, I don't think... They probably thought it was just a normal everyday conversation, yeah. but like that still plays on replay in my brain. Yep. Okay. So another question we have about prayer is, are there any rules that come with prayer? 
yeah, there are. Um, <laughs> two come to mind. Number one, if you're a married guy and you're blatantly being a jerk to your wife and disrespecting her and treating her wrongly, you know, First Peter three, I think it's seven, says God's not going to hear your prayers. Because, you know, two major commandments are love God and love others. Mm -hmm. So if your most important relationship, which is where the husband is supposed to represent Christ to the wife, if you're not loving in that relationship, God's like, why don't you deal with that first? Like, let's let's get some confession in here. Treat your wife right. But I don't think that applies to too many of your listeners. <laughs> I honestly never knew that, though. Yeah. Never knew that. Yeah. Hmm. It makes perfect sense. You know, we got to fix horizontal relationships and vertical relationships yeah. as well. I mean, even in scripture, you have one time in Matthew 5, I think it's Matthew 5, where he says, if you bring your gift to the altar and there you remember that your brother has something against you, like you sinned against your brother, leave your gift at the altar and go be reconciled to him. It's like prayer isn't a way that we just deal with our sin and get over it. Prayer is a way where God sometimes like, hey, you remember that person? You remember what you said to him? You need to ask for forgiveness. Mm. So if we're, cause that goes back to like the number two rule, which is if you're blatantly living in sin and you're not willing to confess it, there's almost a, there's a foolishness of praying because God desires that we repent. And Psalm 66, 18 says, if I regard, or if I harbor, if I cherish iniquity in my heart, God's not going to hear me. It kind of goes back to, okay, if God says, I desire you to be holy and you're saying, I'm going to live my life however I want but I want you to be like a genie that just blesses my life. God's like, if I really bless your life, I'm going to draw you to live the way I tell you to because I'm perfect and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your way of life is not the best. Well, there's blessing that comes from abstaining from sin. Yeah. And sometimes we like this and we like oh, to hold on to it. Absolutely. But like the moment we set it aside and say, okay, God, like it's not me, but you like I yeah. give it away. I'm setting it aside. Like there is so much blessing that comes from that. And I've seen that in my own life. Yep. I'm like, I like this. This is fun. I don't need this. I should get rid of this. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I do. And I'm like, wow, why didn't I do this sooner? You're right. Yeah. So do you think there's a difference from blatantly living in sin and not confessing and you know you're living in sin and you're telling God like please help me but you're still doing that sin yeah so that kind of goes into the question of what is habitual sin like how often do you have to be doing it to call it habitual the biggest aspect there is I think a mindset of repentance. Like what is your mindset towards the sin? Cause like if you've got a person at school who is a bully, they claim to know Christ their savior and they're just mean to everyone. And there's never any aspect of them. That's like, I really shouldn't treat other people this way. Like this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And there's never any time where they go, Hey, you know, that was, that was wrong of me to say that to you, to post that about you or to post that picture of you. Like that was wrong of me to do that. There's no repentance there. So that's that's the aspect of, you know, if you're struggling with habitual sin, which in your teen years, I mean, it's so common to struggle with habitual sins where like, I keep on falling into this. But if there's a heart of repentance and there's a desire that I'm learning to how to get out of it, I'm telling other people about it. Like I'm bringing in Christian community that you guys talked mm -hmm. about, you know, like I'm bringing in Christian community and saying, guys, I'm struggling with this. Uh, but if there's just a love for sin, like, oh, I just love this sin it's wrong to go there but we can become too introspective and uh david wearsby warren w wearsby is my favorite author 
David Wiersbe's his son. Oh, Warren's awesome. Uh, David Wiersbe's his son. And I was talking to him about a struggle that I had. And he goes, be careful that reflection does not become an autopsy. You're not dead yet. And the point he was making is sometimes we can get so introspective that we end up performing an autopsy of our, on ourself. I think the best thing to do is if you're struggling with, okay, what were my motives for doing this podcast? Like, what is my motive for doing a podcast on prayer? And, oh, God, what am I doing this for? You know, that's not that helpful. Like, pray Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my ways. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And then as he reveals wicked ways in you in Scripture, confess them and turn from them. But... I think especially in your teen years, you can get so, so focused on your sin that you forget your Savior. And you need to keep our eyes on God because he's the author and finisher of life, which means he's also the perfecter of your life in the middle. Oof. Very true. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, so before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add or touch on? I think the only thing would probably be lament because like as you read through the psalms there's a ton of lament psalms and most of your listeners probably don't know what lament is like we don't talk about that that much mark vrogop has written a book called dark clouds deep mercy really really helpful and he describes it as discovering the grace of lament and lament just kind of means weeping um he defines it as the way that we live between the poles of god's sovereignty and human suffering and many of your listeners have probably gone through kind of hell on earth in their own personal life. And for them, um, I think it's good that they realize that God is concerned with that. Like some of them have probably been abused sexually or emotionally or physically or verbally by someone who claimed to love them. Cause like that's typically where the most abuse happens. Mm-hmm. And so they're sitting here going, okay, God has instituted my family and my family's hurt me the most. Mm-hmm. And like, so there's this deep hurt that can often lead to anger with God and we have no clue how to process it. So lament is kind of the way that we process hurt. I think if you would, I think a prayer like, Oh Lord, my enemies are surrounding me. Hurry up to help me for, I feel like a punching bag from their abuse. Answer me. Oh God, show me justice, oppose them because they're treating me wrongly. Like a prayer like that, where we're saying, God, you're a God of justice, oppose this injustice. And social justice is like a huge buzzword right now, oh right? Goodness, yes. We can pray. And even in the minor prophets, the prophet says, do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. And so there's laments that we can pray. Lament is really helpful for people who have gone through, and I know it's not your listeners like divorce, but miscarriage. Um, as you get to Yaz's age, you have people who are, oh, I got pregnant and I didn't expect it. And should I have an abortion? Should I not? And so it's a way to kind of work through the pain and suffering in our life. And Psalm 13 is really a great lament for someone struggling with depression or suicide or feeling far from God. Like it opens with how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Like how many of your prayers have started like that? Like, God, are you going to forget me forever? Like, come on, God. You, there's almost this, this just deep pain that he has. And he says, how long will you hide your face from me? Consider me and answer me because I feel like I'm going to die. And like, that's not your typical yeah. dear only father. You know, there's no dear only father in that <laughs> verse. <laughs> there, it's not your typical verse, but it shows us that even in scripture, you have a way to process the greatest pain 
So I think that's, that's kind of like the last thing that I'd like to talk about is prayer isn't just for when you have warm fuzzies. Like prayer mm-hmm. is for all times, mm-hmm. in all seasons, even when God feels far away. Yeah. Prayer is for those times too. My only other question is that is, is there a point where we have to be careful to not demand stuff from God? Because as you were like listing that off, it was, it was like almost in a demanding tone of like, God, why would you? How could you? Like, please Does help me right get now. get to the point of being disrespectful to God? I think that kind of depends because if you're coming to God in prayer, you're realizing that he can do something about it. So if you read Job, some of the things he says, you're like, that's kind of blasphemous. I love the book of Job. I know. you, and, But in the end, it says in all these, or even at the beginning, in all these things, Job did not dishonor God with his mouth. Mm-hmm. And if you go read it, you're like, I don't know if I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's a way of processing grief, though. And like part of grief is straight up anger. And I think if you just cut people off and like, hey, don't say that to God, um, it can just end up causing more hurt. So I... I know that we can be disrespectful when we come to God in prayer. But once again, I think it goes back to don't spend too much time on introspection. Like God understands that. And when I I pick on my daughter all the time, but when my daughter is disrespectful to me, like I tell her, and if you're following close to God, there are going to be times where you'll be praying and you might be convicted. Like as you're praying, like, Oh wait, I've crossed, Mm -hmm. I've crossed a boundary, you know, just back up. God, you're the one who is true. But I think it's a great way for us to process pain. Um, there was someone that I knew that was going through a really, really hard time. And I said, hey, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm doing great. And I'm like, really? Are you sure? How can you really be doing good with what's going on in your life, basically? And I said, you know it's okay to hurt, right? And they just broke down. Mm-hmm. Like, they just broke down because they're, they're like, wait, I can hurt and I can tell God about it. And that's probably where some of your listeners are at. They're like, I'm in so much pain um, that I'm, I'm tempted to run to the things of this world. Because it's sad when you can get more concern from a bottle than you can from a Christian. Like more comfort. And if we're too, too quick to judge and say, oh, you're disrespecting God, then I think we're going to push away people that we have an opportunity to minister to. So if you're just like randomly super ticked that you got a B instead of an A on a test, get over it. Welcome to the world. Uh, it's not, the point not of perfect. school is not not to get straight A's. It's to learn what we're learning from the lessons. But but when you're going through serious suffering because of sin, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, when you lose a loved one, just last night, someone in our church lost a loved one. And even though they're older, like there's still a... Why is there yeah, death? Yeah. Like what's going on with this? Like this is, this hurts. And when, especially like for your listeners, a lot of them have a friend who's committed suicide or, you know, they have some friend who dies in a car wreck and they're like, why is a 17 year old gone? Mm. You know, why is a six, why does a 16 year old overdose? Why, you know, why does this happen? So lament is a great way of processing that pain and you'll come around. Yeah. I mean, there's no better place to do it except exactly. for at the feet of the Father. Exactly. And I think we forget that a lot. Yeah, turn, we do. Yeah, turn to other coping, coping me- mechanisms. <laughs> right. Hmm. And that's why I think, like, some of your listeners are Christians, and that's why I think we got to be careful when someone's prayer makes us uncomfortable. It's like, 
God's big enough. <laughs> he can handle it. And if not, God forgives the sin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. That's what I got. I think that's all we have too for notes. Yeah. No, a big thank you to you for coming on. Um, Aaron's been a big influence in our lives and yeah, he's always there to answer all our little questions. We'll always be like, wait, Aaron, uh, what about this? I'm confused. <laughs> he's always there to answer those. So thank you so much for coming on and just taking the time to sit down with us. And we, when me and Ella were talking about, oh, okay, make a list of podcasts that we need to talk about. Prayer was one of them. We're like, I don't feel qualified to talk about yeah. prayer. And I don't always know. If- we had to call in the big guns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel qualified to talk about it either, but I feel like God's, taught me stuff over the years that like what we talked about today prayer is a growing process and i'm just a few years ahead of you guys (laughs) so i'm just saying hey here we go yeah because you know a shepherd is supposed to lead a sheep to greener pastures so that's what i'm hoping happens for you guys and your podcast listeners all right you guys thank you so much for listening and um, we will talk to you all in our next episode Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect, and we ask our supporters to always fact-check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.